This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, and welcome to the morning break with Graham Stanley. Today, I'll be talking about self-learning, specifically self-learning of languages using apps. Do you have experience of language learning using an app or a website? Have you been tempted? Then this could be the show for you. If you're listening to this live, come and join me to talk about your experience. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Welcome to the morning break. So I'm going to talk about the self-learning of languages using apps and websites today. Now, self-learning was defined by Malcolm Knowles as a process by which individuals take the initiative with or without the assistance of others in diagnosing their learning needs, formulating learning goals, identifying human and material resources for learning, and evaluating learning outcomes. That definition comes from a book, Self-Directed Learning, A Guide for Learners and Teachers, and that was published in 1975. Yes, 47 years ago. And so much has happened in the field since then. In particular, advances in learning technology, artificial intelligence and adaptive learning have led to self-learning becoming a more serious concern now than it has ever been. Uh, In particular, this way of language learning has recently become very popular with people using tools and websites uh, that I'll be talking a little bit about later, such as Babbel, BB, the BBC learning website, language learning website, Bilinguap, Busu, Duolingo, HelloTalk, Lyrica, Memrise, Mondly, Noalang, Pimsa, Olango, Rosetta Stone, Slang, and Speakly, to name but a few. Yes, folks, there are many, many tools available now if you want to learn the language. So, The world of self-learning can be daunting and the proliferation of these apps make it very difficult to choose one or to suggest suggest an app uh, for learners uh, if you're looking to do that. But hopefully after today's show, you'll have a better idea of what's available and what tools, which tools are worth exploring or recommending to your learners. Now, if you're listening in live and would like to join me, um, that would be great, especially if I don't have any guests joining me on today's show. This is the first time I've done this uh, solo, so I'd love the company if you have something to say. To join in the conversation, please download the Podbean app on your mobile, visit ttradio.org and click on Listen Live on the homepage or find us on Podbean. That should take you directly into the show, and there you can post comments and ask questions if you let me know you want to join me live uh, then i'll bring you in and we can speak if you're listening back to the recording then come and join me next week or the week after if you'd like to be part of the live show so speaking from personal experience learning a language is very hard for most people and it requires a lot of time and effort to do so apart from the obvious choice of getting a teacher or joining class to learn language there have been lots of ways that people have um, learned the language on their own or at least supplemented the learning of uh, a language in a class or with a teacher Um, and these have ranged from using a book, to listening to audio recordings, watching videos. And now one of the most popular ways of language learning or language practice involves interacting with websites and apps. Now I'll be looking at what people have said about this and sharing my own experience of them as well. But uh, first, here's the Teacher Talk Radio News. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. 
They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us... You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Wales, as a response to the cost of living crisis, fuel and energy prices soaring, and the imminent UK government tax rises, a £13 million package to help families pay for school uniforms and PE kits is to be announced. Families who are eligible for help through the PDG Access Grant will be provided with a one-off £100 top-up payment in 2022-23 to help with the costs of sending their children to school. The Pupil Development Grant is to be extended to learners in all school years who are eligible for free school meals. The PDG Access Grant is £125 per learner and rises to £200 for those learners entering Year 7. Education Minister Jeremy Miles said, In the midst of this Tory cost of living crisis, household budgets are under significant pressure, and many parents will be worried about how they can afford the things their children need for school. Those families in in receipt of the PDG Access Grant will already be using the £200 to help pay for their children's school uniform. This extra payment will help cover the other costs, such as PE kits, school shoes and other equipment, helping household budgets to go a little bit further. I'm pleased we can provide a bit more help to families at this difficult time and remove some of the financial barriers to education. In anticipation of the arrival of 100,000 refugee children arriving in Britain from Ukraine, England's Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, has announced that the auto-translate software is being rolled out on online learning hub Oak National Academy to help pupils who speak Russian or Ukrainian. Speaking at the Association of School and College Leaders annual conference in Birmingham on Friday, Mr Sahawi said, We will continue to support Ukrainians in any way we can. 
I know schools are doing what they can to support and make sense of what they are seeing. And we are working with schools to ensure that the tens of thousands of Ukrainian children we will welcome to our shores will have a place in our education system. To support schools' efforts, I'm delighted to announce that Oak National Academy has today rolled out an auto-translate function across all 10,000 of its online lessons. This will allow Ukrainian children arriving in the UK to access education in their native language as they transition into life and safety in the UK. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to look at fake news and scammers. We all know what a scammer is, but do we really know what fake news is? The NSPCC website explains fake news in an easy to understand way if you want to look a little deeper. However, basically it's disinformation as opposed to misinformation. Misinformation shared without knowledge or intent to harm. Disinformation is shared intentionally. Fake news is nothing new, but for most it's seen as a propaganda or a political tools to influence opinion. However, it's becoming more popular with scammers. I decided to see what happens when you actually follow a fake news advert. I've noticed recently popular social media apps and search engine adverts encouraging investment in cryptocurrency. One ad caught my eye as I was looking at the news headlines on a popular browser. It read, Elon Musk invests 12 million in a new trading platform. I trusted the search engine, so I clicked on the link. Because let's face it, anything Elon invests in is worth looking at. I was taken to a website showing how the company Bitcoin Motion had created an investment robot that invests when Bitcoin climbs and sells when Bitcoin falls. Because Bitcoin is a massively volatile currency, you can earn a large profit in a very short time. It sounds almost too good to be true. On the site, there's a report where Elon himself tells a popular American news presenter to invest $250, and within eight minutes, she's made a profit of $100. Scrolling down, there were testimonials from Dragon's Den, Money Supermarket, and other well-known established names. Next, a button to fill in a simple web form to sign up. I spent some time researching Bitcoin Motion. It was clearly fake. All endorsers had published statements saying they were nothing to do with it. So, I signed up. Within 30 seconds, I had a phone call from another company called FenoFX. Strangely, though, there was a distinctive call transfer noise. A silence before the connection. Why, if they phoned me? Hello? Hello? Hi, today am I speaking to Mr. Steve? Steve what? That's me. Uh, Steve, you're speaking to... And I was called Mr. Steve. I should have hung up. Anyway, I was then time pressured so I didn't miss out to give the big long number across my credit card, which I didn't do. So I was sent a WhatsApp message with a secure payment link. Again, I was pushed to open it on my cell phone and pay. I made my excuses and ended the call. A further five messages and calls, some from London, some from Sheffield, came, never leaving a message. The WhatsApp saying, I see you've not made your transaction. I'm calling to assist you. The recording I have is my final call with the supposed investment company. On the 20th of March at 8pm on Tom Rogers' show, we're going to listen to this and discuss the topic. Why not join us? I'm going to leave you with a final thought. I was told to look at the website and see there was a padlock showing it was safe. The padlock and certificate is proof your connection is encrypted. It's not proof of how trustworthy the person on the other end is. Anyone can buy an SSL certificate. Please be careful. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods and that was two minute tech two minute tech with steve woods your tech briefing on teachers talk radio so welcome back um and thank you to harry waters for suggesting another app that i wasn't aware of one called i think it's called astrid um which is a swedish based startup uh, just for learning english at the moment uh, but Astrid is is pretty good, apparently. Um, Harry says it's a bit like Duolingo, but good. So I'll have to check that out as well. So uh, let's start by looking at self-learning apps for personal use uh, for language learning. In case you, the teacher, want to learn a language or if you want to supplement a language class using one of these apps for further practice. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that's how I see most of these apps being used. 
I still believe the best way of learning a language is by taking a class with a great teacher who can understand what you and the other learners need and help and support you to learn accordingly. However, supplementing that with practice using an app, I think can learn, it can help you learn more and learn more quickly. Uh, it may be that your circumstances also mean that you can't commit to a regular class at the moment, in which case, which app should, should you use if you want to learn language to the best of your ability. Hopefully this show will help you decide. Before going any further, I should say by no means do I think that this is meant to be taken as an exhaustive review of language learning apps. Um, as Harry said, there's, there's, he, he's aware of one, uh, Astrid that I have never heard before. There are lots and lots of others that I haven't been able to include, um, in this, in this show. Um, so also I've only used some of these apps. Uh, I've only tried them up myself, a few of them, and have relied upon recent reports I found online for the information recommendations. And these reports include those published by CNET, uh, articles in Forbes, Opera Daily, believe it or not, The Next Tech, Fizz.org, Technobears, The Verge, and ZDNet, as well as an unpublished landscape review of apps that I was able to access. Now, generally speaking, self-learning requires a number of things you can do to make it successful. The first of these is to allow yourself to be curious. This will make your self-learning journey more enjoyable. Easier said than done, perhaps, but allowing yourself to be curious will also help with your motivation to learn, which is another important factor. Why do you want to learn the language? What do you want to use the language for? If it's just to be able to speak a few words while you're on holiday, then that's quite different than if you plan to use it as a gateway to help you study or improve your opportunities for work. It's also one of the most important factors to understand before you start on your journey learning a language, which is probably going to be a long one. Uh, if you want to learn a language in order to be able to enjoy literature in the language of your choice, then that requires a very different strategy. Then if your reasons are because you wish to hold conversations with people who speak the language. Now, once you have that clear, you can set goals and this will help you increase productivity and improve your focus. It's also good at this time, I think, to establish how much time you have available, how much time you're going to set aside for language learning. And I recommend blocking the time in, a, in your calendar, if you can, uh, to make it regular. It's much better to block a small amount of time every day than one or two large chunks of time each week that's how language learning works of course a little a little every day is much more productive than um a large amount uh, a couple of times a week little and often is the key and this is another reason why these apps can help you because they're all designed to help you take advantage of the small blocks of time you have available to you to help you learn in practice that might be on your commute or during your lunch break or while you're waiting for someone it all helps although you may be doing this on your own if you can find someone else to talk to to practice with then that will help with motivation as well uh, as well as giving you a real person to actually practice the language you're learning with which i think is very important perhaps you can persuade your partner to learn or a colleague or a family member or friend and then from time to time you can meet up and share what you've learned that will also help you uh, hold yourself to account. Right, now let's move on to the websites and apps themselves. As I mentioned before, these are all ones that have been recommended or discussed in recent articles and reports, and I've arranged them in alphabetical order. The first app um, that I wanna speak about today is called Babel, B-A-B-B-E-L, and this is a subscription-based online app it's uh, uh, for a language learning program with 14 languages available, mainly European languages. Babbel was the best language learning app overall, according to a review in Forbes that I read. The language learning is structured into lessons, and you can also sign up for Babbel Live, which is a program of online classes with teachers. Uh, there's a quick placement test so you can check what level you are before you start. And if you want to try it out, the first two live classes 
and the first week I think is free. In the app, you can sign up for this trial uh, of Babbel and then afterwards you have to pay. I've recently tried this one out uh, in preparation for this show and I was very pleasantly surprised. I love it. It's very easy to use and has material available for beginners right up to advanced users or C1 level to use the uh, terminology of the Council of Europe Framework of Reference for Languages, the CFR. To try it out, I took a Spanish class at C1 level, at advanced level, held on Zoom with a teacher called Lara, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, apart from the live classes, the app gives you sensible advice and helps you plan your goals around the amount you, of time you have available for learning and um, allows you to decide when and how you plan to do it, which could be a set time or something called on the go. The app will keep track of your progress and your activity. And in the CNET review, they said Babbel was most was the most like a foreign language course. And I think that's right. It's a bit like a language academy translated into an app, transplanted into an app rather. I found it very easy to get started and the learning design of the app made sense. It had this, this thing that is, you know, this is for people who are serious about language learning feel to it, but without it being boring. Most of the lessons can take place in 15 minutes, which means it's easy to incorporate learning your chosen language into your day. And I like the My Activity module, which lets you keep track of your progress and adjust your goals. Babbel is free to try, uh, but then you have to pay for it, as I said before. But it does feel like a well thought out program with a well organized structure. And the inclusion of the live classes make it a very attractive option, I think, for anyone serious about learning a language. So that was a good start. The next one, Bilinguap, Bilinguap, B-B-E-E-L-I-N-G-U-A-P-P. That is described in the Forbes review as the best app for comparing your native language to. For me, what sets it apart from most of the other apps uh, available is its focus on reading comprehension, which isn't a usual thing to find in an app, but which some language learners may well want above anything else. Now, most of the language learning apps that uh, I'll be, be speaking about today are all about speaking and understanding um, speakers of the language. But this app makes use of texts that are reasonably long, which is the only one that I'm talking about today that does that. It's probably not an app that will teach you the language if you use it exclusively. I think you'll probably need to combine this with another one, but Bilinguap, how does it work? Well, it lets you browse for text of interest and then shows your chosen text in a split screen with the same content in English. It's free, although there are premium features available too, if it's something that you think is useful for you. Next on the list is Busu, B-U-S-U-U, -U, which was called uh, by the CNET All Oriented Users. What does that mean exactly? Well, right from the start, you're encouraged to set a daily study goal. And if you subscribe to the premium version, again, uh, it has a free and a premium version then you can create a sophisticated study plan that will help you reach your goal by a set date. The cost is also very reasonable, much lower than most of the premium packages of the apps, of the other apps. And Busu has very high... has been around for a while, um, and it is a very popular app and has very good ratings. So that's another one I think... Uh, well worth considering if you're interested in in learning a language in a serious way. Now, Duolingo, which I'm sure you've heard of, is currently the biggest name out of all of the apps I'm talking about today. And the company even went public on the American NASDAQ stock exchange in 2021. That's how popular it is. 
You can learn 22 different languages using Duolingo, including English, French, Spanish, Italian, German, Swedish, Turkish, Hungarian, Danish, Arabic, Polish, Ukrainian, Welsh, Latin, and Esperanto. Yes, Latin and Esperanto, both of which surprise me. Um, I don't think there are many uh, of these language learning apps that will let you learn Latin or Esperanto. I'm I'm almost tempted to uh, to sign up for it just to just to learn a bit of Esperanto, which I think uh, the this that invented. Europe, um, European language, which was supposed to be the the language of the of the community of Europe, but it never really took off. Um, I know um, it would be quite interesting. I think uh, to to get a little bit of uh, fluency in. So it was one of the first apps to gamify language learning. And I think this is one of the keys to his success. There's a lot of quick fire exercises uh, where you have to listen and speak. Uh, different sentences, tick correct option, translate different words or phrases, and you receive instant feedback. And they use a kind of points and levels. I think this this app really does its best to turn the language language learning into a game and make studying fun, practicing fun. Duolingo presents the language to you in the form of courses, but you must test out to be able to progress to the next module. So again, a bit like leveling up in a game. Vocabulary is taught in the app through the use of images, through flashcards, speech bubbles, multiple choice exercises, and listening and speaking exercises. Now, it really doesn't feel um, like, you know, it's very much the opposite of boring. It's fun to use. It's meant to be... It's not meant to be dry. And uh, one of the reviews I said read that Duolingo was like having a personal language coach inside your phone, albeit sometimes an annoying one. One thing to remember is that you probably will need to turn off notifications on your phone unless you actually like receiving constant reminders and alerts to continue playing. I've used Duolingo some time ago, uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, I found it uh, very easy to use, and I, I kept using it for a while. I just I was just trying it out to see what all the fuss was. It wasn't that I was actually wanting to use it to to learn a language uh, at the time, but in my personal experience, which comes from a warning that I haven't tried out most of the other apps myself. So, in my limited personal experience, I think this is one one of the best apps to use if you're starting out with a language and want to know the basics very quickly without being turned off it. I think that's a fair uh, a fair assessment. Now, Duolingo is free. There is a paid version too, but some of the reviews I read said this doesn't offer you much more for your money. So just use the free one. Again, I don't know. I haven't tried it out myself, uh, at least the paid version. I've used Duolingo in the past, as I said, and I must admit I found it a lot of fun and easy to use. I've also met someone a young and up-and-coming British playwright who swore he learned all of the Spanish he knew from only using Duolingo. I tested him by speaking Spanish to him, and I have to admit it wasn't bad. So it does work for a lot of people, I think. And preparing for the show, I've also found that Duolingo has an excellent series of podcasts for language learners, which I can recommend. Now, Duolingo, it has to be said, I think has come in for some criticism with its choice of sentences. And there are a number of Twitter accounts that make fun of this, sharing some of the odd sentences the app throws throws out for users to translate. There are some examples that are so bizarre that the language teacher in me wonders what possible reason there is for offering them up, as they seem to have no real-world practical value. However, they have garnered Duolingo quite a reputation and lots of publicity, so perhaps this is the reason. Who knows? If you're listening live and have a theory about this, please let me know. Or if you're listening back to the recording, please send me your ideas via Twitter or send me the most bizarre sentence that you've come across if you've used the app. So as I mentioned, as I mentioned, Duolingo has come in for some criticism for some of the sentences it offers up for translation. And uh, these silly sentences are often shared online. And as a light relief, I have chosen a few of them and put it through a text-to-speech program um, to have a selection 
of some of the most recent ones that Duolingo users have shared online, so have a listen to these. I always say one thing and you do another. I came to dance, but you came to talk. Can I eat you, my precious dumpling? His head is too small. I'm very scared. I sell refrigerators. My belly is full of cheese. Do you understand? Who is more attractive, Snoopy or Yoda? Your house has four guitars and no beds. Did that yellow sponge say something? I don't know who I am anymore. Are my shoes electric? I am afraid of the future. Do you have any last words? So welcome back. And that was a few of the recent phrases that I found being shared on Twitter uh, accounts that uh, users were amused by that they had been asked to translate uh, in one to one language or another on Duolingo. So remember, no matter which app you use or how quickly the website or promotional blurb says you're going to learn that new language you so desperately want to, there's no getting around the fact that it will take lots of practice, lots and lots and lots of regular practice and lots and lots of your time. There is no magic bullet for learning a language and learning a new language. If you want more from it than just to be able to recite a few phrases on holiday requires a lot of study time and also lots of time and opportunity when you can put what you've learned into practice. Language is far more than grammar rules and vocabulary. It, learning how to speak a language to communicate, to use it well, will also require practice with real people, not just computers or phones. That means it's unlikely that you'll be able to learn a language well enough just by using the app or website that, uh, you know, the likes of which I'm talking about today, especially if the app doesn't offer you the opportunity con to converse with other speakers of language. Um, next up is the BBC's learning English app and website, uh, which I've just realized should have mentioned earlier as I was supposed to be following alphabetical order. So apologies for that. In the unpublished landscape survey of language learning apps and websites that I've seen, this BBC app and website scored highest in the evaluation of content and pedagogy. It also scored very highly in language practice and development, but low in feedback and self-correcting, which uh, is absent. So that makes sense. Um, in the report, it was described as an outstanding performer in the evaluation. Uh, and it offers excellent resources in a very simple to use package. It's great for pronunciation and developing English through topical news stories. Of course, it's only an English language learning solution. So I'm not going to speak much about it. Uh, if that's what you're looking for, though, perhaps to recommend to students, then that is one of the best solutions available, the BBC Learning English app and website. Hello Talk is another one. It's free for some languages, and there's a VIP tier that unlocks, unlocks other languages, unlimited translations and features uh, not available in the free version. It's not so much a tool for studying language, this, but an app that pairs people up who are learning each other's native language, which is an interesting idea. Again, a different type of app to a lot of the others I'll be talking about today. That's what I did when I first moved to Spain to be an English teacher. I, uh, I did this language exchange, but I did it face to face and I found it a great way to make friends as well as practice my Spanish. Now, Hello Talk is not just about matching language learners together. There are features built into the app that, uh, that make learning together and helping each other useful, such as correction feature that enables you to red pen written messages in the chat tool, an instant translation feature that you can uh, use if you're stuck when you're communicating. It's very different from the other apps I've mentioned, and it's definitely not for beginners. Perhaps this is the one that is, this one is, is best to combine with one of the other apps that doesn't facilitate uh, the practice of a language. Right, so next one is another different app, Lyrica, L-I-R-I-C-A. That's an app that is very different from the others I'm discussing. It's based entirely on learning a language through song lyrics. 
as the name of the app suggests. Now, the app drills you with exercises based on songs from popular artists and helps you learn uh, this way. Of course, um, your musical taste may differ from this app, and um, I think it's only available in Spanish and German, or at least the, those were the first two languages that were offered. I haven't tried it out, but it does sound quite an interesting thing to do, given the popularity of music, um, which is something that you can get behind, I think, and, and, and be engaged with if you're learning a language. Of course, it depends on the music, uh, the songs that it actually offers up. Uh, that would be a problem for me if I wanted to learn using the app, um, depending on the music, because there's some music I really can't stand. And as I'm sure is the case with a lot of you out there. But I do think it's an interesting idea that may well appeal to students, to younger students of foreign languages in schools, for example. It isn't free, however, so they'd have to be very keen. Memrise, the next app on my list, was voted by Technobez as one of the best language learning apps for Android phones. With 20 languages available, it makes use of videos of native speakers and gives feedback on pronunciation. Yes, using AI, of course. It's a simple language learning app and has quizzes to help you test how well you're doing as you go along. The basic version is free, although some of the features have to be purchased. Now, the CNET reviewer said Memrise was the best app for learning to speak casually in a new language. And Forbes called Memrise the best app for learning a language from real native speakers. I'm not sure what they meant by real there, real native speakers, as opposed to, to what? False native speakers? Unreal ones? Surreal native speakers? I think they meant that one of the best features they were talking about one of the best features of Memrise, which is the use of short videos that show how native speakers of a language use different expressions in conversation. Anyway, they went on, they went on to say Memrise lessons immerse you in this learn with locals feature, and they use speakers with real accents, not actors, which I think is, is an interesting thing and probably a very good thing too. The app helps you identify patterns in the language to help you improve your skills. And as the name suggests, Memrise has a focus on being able to memorize aspects of language uh, to help you uh, use it. There's a free version and a premium paid plan with this one too as well. Now, Mondly, the next one, M-O-N-D-L-Y, has more language choice than Memrise with 33 languages offered. Each of the languages are divided into levels and writing can be practiced through chatting in this app. It's a very good app to use if you're learning a language with friends, I think, uh, because you can see a ranking on the app and compare it to that of your friends. It also enables you to practice speaking and listening. The review on CNET said it was the best app they had tried for helping you remember specific phrases. It's also a fun, colorful app with multiple features, even if you're just using the free version. Mondly was highlighted in the Forbes article as being the best language app for pronunciation. And they highlighted its innovative approach to language learning, with a focus on phrases rather than words to, to be able to help users start having conversations more quickly. Apart from listening to native speakers speaking the language you're learning, Monly also use also lets you have conversations with AI chatbots that use speech recognition to assess and coach your speech. I have to admit, I haven't had time to try this out. I have my doubts about how effective that can be, um, being coached by AI and speaking a foreign language. But it certainly sounds interesting, and I think I'll definitely try this one out, I think, when I have a bit of time to me uh, available. If you want more than a few lessons, though, you'll need to sign up to Monly's subscription service, like a lot of these language learning apps. Right. Now, although not an app, I thought it worth mentioning the language learning with Chrome extension for Netflix, which is a very useful tool. Once installed, you can select the language from a drop-down menu, along with the country where you your Netflix account is, 
and choose something uh, to watch. Two sets of subtitles will then appear at the bottom of the screen, one in your native language and the other in the one that you want to learn. And the words will be highlighted as they're spoken during the program or film. So you can listen and replay as you wish and even say them as they speak, as the actors speak, which is uh, quite fun, especially if it's a, a film or TV program that you're familiar with, I think. There's also a built-in dictionary, which can be very useful too. So there's an interesting tool, I think, you can use for language learning. And it's one, I think, given the popularity of Netflix, that you can definitely suggest to students who are learning a language. I think that's a fun way uh, they can they can do that while they're doing something that they'll probably do anyway, if Netflix is something that they use. The next one, Noalang, N-U-A-L-A-N-G, was a learning language, uh, language learning app, sorry, that wasn't on my radar. It originated in Dublin, an island, and it was suggested to me when I asked it for recommendations on Twitter when I was preparing for the show. It's built around a series of what they describe as an army of chatbots that you can set up to encourage reading and writing. This app looks like uh, it's a lot of fun. I'll sign up for it and I'm going to try it out, but I ran out of time before today's show. It looks very simple to use. You just go to the app once you've created an account and jump in. Now, Noah Lang advertises itself as the great a great way to supplement existing language teaching methods. So I think they aren't suggesting that you can learn a language only using this app, but that it's a great way to practice if you're already taking a class, for example, or learning in another way. So it's a very useful tool indeed, I think, uh, or at least looks like it is. I signed up, immediately got a prompt asking me if I wanted to learn or teach a language, which I thought was interesting. After selecting learn, the app took me to an interface, a very easy to use interface with a guided, um, that I was guided to use. And I had the option of entering a code for an existing language course or class. So it looks like this could be an interesting addition for any language teacher who would like to include additional language practice uh, for their students. Very interesting indeed, I think, and I will definitely investigate further because I haven't seen that in any of the other apps that I've looked at, this idea of being able to integrate it um, if you're a teacher and, uh, and suggest it to students. What I did see was, uh, was a series of videos and different um, uh, exercises and courses and things. So, that looks um, looks like it could be it could be a good thing to do. Next, and I'm almost getting there, is Pimsleur. It's a subscription-based, almost entirely audio-focused software that you can download and interact with anywhere you like. And the audio files are even Alexa compatible. And apologizes apologies to anyone listening if I've triggered your device. That wasn't my intention, really. There are 51 languages available with PIMSLER, uh, P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R, and the lessons last 30 minutes. You act out the role of a tourist asking for directions, a customer ordering in a shop, etc. In addition to the audio lessons, there is additional material to help you with reading, speaking, um, and understanding a language as quickly as possible. Now, PIMSLER is principally aimed, I think, at beginners who want a phrase-based introduction to a language. The CNET review called PIMSLA the best app for learning on the go. And the reviewer writing in The Verge about language learning apps said it was, this is quite a recommendation, hands down the best resource I've ever tried. Especially when it comes to improving pronunciation, she said, which makes sense as it's audio-based. Be warned, though, as she goes on to say, the app forces you to repeat words and phrases over and over and over again, which can be boring. She recommends it using it just before upcoming trips to a country in order to brush up on a language you might already know uh, or to get the basics. The reviewer recognizes it isn't great when it comes to reading and writing, though, so it very much depends, like all of these apps, on what it is you want to learn the language for. Although The Verge recognizes that Pimsleur is also pricey, that doesn't seem to put them off 
rec recommending it with the reviewer saying there's nothing else she's found that teaches so much usable material so quickly and that of all the software she's tried Pimsler was the one she was still paying for i think it's very much a personal choice though uh and other people would i would imagine decide that they prefer another one but that's what was written q lango was described in the forbes review as the best language learning app uh sorry best language app for learning through games which i found interesting especially as duolingo is based on gamification this app qlango q-l-a-n-g-o features 40 languages and each lesson is designed to last no longer than five minutes it's so like many other apps you can set a weekly learning plan to help you keep track of progress but unlike most other apps um it's all about learning through games and also unfortunately uh, if you wanted to learn for free you have to purchase a lifetime subscription if you want to use this one right next on to rosetta stone which is probably a very common name for a lot of you out there it was for many many years mainly prior to the emergence of app-based language learning one of the one of the if not the learning language learning software programs available now i remember seeing it being used at a university library for self-study when it was available in cd-rom yes for those of you who remember cd-rom i've read in the reviews that it's quite pricey although a free trial is offered and lessons can take anything from five to 30 minutes the course incorporates speaking writing listening grammar and vocabulary so it's quite complete the verge reviewer said that Rosetta Stone was the software that was more similar to what you might learn in a high school language class. And I think that's because of the technical grammar rules that it uses throughout, which is largely missing from most of the other apps and website. So if you're looking for something a bit more traditional than some of the funky game-based and, uh, um, and colorful bite-sized language learning apps that I've uh, talked about so far, then this might be the one for you. Although, you have to fork out quite a bit of money if you want to learn the language well with it. Next is Slang, S-L-A-N-G. And this caught my attention as this relatively new language learning app has just received a grant from the Inter-American Development Bank, the IDB, for $1 million. Yes, believe it or not. The focus of this app is on learning English and specifically learning vocational English. They're providing something that seems to be um, particularly a need in the Americas. And I think I'm right in saying that this is a startup that uh, began in Colombia and is now being extended throughout the continent. The IDB Lab identified in a 2018 report that one of the most important barriers to employment for young people in the region was their lack of English, and in particular, the need for young people to have English language knowledge and skills related to work. The focus of the slang app is exactly on this. And I think that's why they've received the funding. And those using it can choose to specialize on specific industries. So you could choose to follow a track that is, for example, English for catering. It's a very interesting app, I think, that um, is very unlike any of the other ones that I've talked about. It targets English for specific purposes, ESP, especially for um, specific industries. After finding this, I decided that the slang story probably deserves a separate show of its own in the future. So I've already reached out to them to see if anyone would like to come on the show. Um, they seem to be very busy, but hopefully when things settle down, we can get someone on. Watch this space. Finally, Speakly, and this is the last of the apps I'll be talking about today, is described in the Forbes article as being the best app available for mastering real-life conversations. And the focus is, according to the review, on teaching you the 4,000 most statistically relevant words for common conversations in the target language. How does that work? Well, you can interact with a pre-recorded native speaker of the language you choose who coaches you on your performance. And there are, let me see, there are eight languages available, Spanish, English, French, Italian, German, Russian, Finnish, and Estonian. Whenever I see the list of languages offered by these apps, it always intrigues me. Estonian, for example. I wonder why they chose that over others, whether it's 
it's a demand thing or if it's something to do with where Speakly's user base is. If anyone wants to hazard an answer, then please do so. Or even better, if you know, then please come and let me know uh, by calling in. If you let me know in the uh, in the in the chat, if you're in the studio, then um, I'll bring you in and we can talk about it or anything else to do with uh, with these language learning apps. Otherwise, I'm just going to rattle on unless you uh, you tell me that you would like to join me um, live. Now, um, apart from language learning for personal use or to recommend learn to learners as extra practice, or if if someone you're teaching wants to learn a language, um, then what about if you're looking to provide an affordable solution for your learners and um, or for a large number of learners at university, for example, or um, if you're teaching online. Now, I personally have had in the past been asked to suggest self-learning solutions for university self-access centers or libraries. And I know uh, some of, your te of the teachers out there are wondering the value of these apps. And if there's clear evidence-based research to show that self-learning of mobile apps can have a positive impact on the learning of language, I'll come to some of the research that has been carried out on the efficacy of mobile self-learning tools in a minute. But first, I think it has to be recognized that many people have their doubts about them. In particular, uh, and I was one of them, uh, since the growth in these mobile language learning apps have been driven above all by commercial initiatives rather than academic research, certainly when they first appeared. Some academics have in the past cast doubts about the pedagogy behind them. However, it has to be said that um, I was interested in reviewing uh, this situation as it is at the moment, because I've always been interested in this uh, idea of, of self-learning. And recently, I think they've been afforded a lot more attention and they are being considered more and more for serious learning and teaching environments. Um, and that includes, for example, providing uh, the ability for university students to be able to go to a self-access center or learn online as part of their course. There's also a growing amount of academic literature on um, what's being called as Mobile Assisted Language Learning, or MALL, M-A-L-L, which includes analysis of the type of apps this show is de dedicated to. In particular, I think Duolingo and Busu have been the focus of many user studies and analysis, with quantitative data being provided on the impact of mobile apps for student learning. The unpublished academic landscape survey that I've seen uh, that reviewed this research concluded that these mobile apps do have a positive impact on the self-learning of English. And that is, of course, why I wanted, uh, why I wanted to review uh, this. And I wouldn't have spent my time doing a show on them if I, if I had found that they didn't have a positive impact, I think. Um, Certainly, the main strength of these apps were described in the landscape of review as follows. Uh, not surprisingly, they have the most impact on grammar and vocabulary. They're also popular with learners and generally have a high rate of user satisfaction. They also have a greater impact on lower level learners, which makes sense as uh, when the need to learn lots of vocabulary and grammar is at the highest. One interesting aspect, I think, is the element of gamification that many of these apps provide, especially, uh, I think, that was started by Duolingo. That can lead to great involvement and motivation of users, and it means that there's less likelihood of a user giving up on the app, because as well as learning, they are being entertained in some way, which is always a good thing if you're learning, I think, as long as it's not the only reason uh, for learning. But, you know, if it goes hand in hand that you're having fun learning, that is, is going to be a good thing, especially if you're on your own and trying to learn. Among the weaknesses are the low positive impact the apps have on speaking and listening. 
again, that makes sense. That's why I think these apps uh, that have the option of having live lessons, such as Babbel, the one I mentioned at the beginning, um, are very interesting. I don't think there's any substitute to communicating with people if you want to improve your oral communication skills in a language, at least not until the advent of true artificial intelligence and teacher robots, which I think I definitely need to do a show on at some point in the future. With some of these apps, the survey found a lack of motivation against uh, amongst learners. If the app doesn't have an element of fun, I think, then students quickly get bored and stop using it. It's also difficult, I think, for apps, despite advances in differentiation and adaptive learning, to provide sufficient adaptation to the skill sets of individuals. And I think another weakness of all the apps is the lack of feedback to users. In conclusion, the survey's recommendations uh, are while mobile apps or platforms should be an integral part of language learning and the role of the teacher, but the role of the teacher when it comes to learning a language to any degree of fluency and expertise is still essential. So all of you language teachers out there can breathe a sigh of relief. I don't think there was any doubt about that, was there? You know, I think as human beings, we will always want to uh, to join a class and be part of a group of learners with uh, real other human beings to uh, to practice and share our experience with while we're learning a language. And that's part of the, the fun. Uh, and it also is a way of being able to learn a language very well and uh, and being able to learn the language to the, uh, the way that you want to learn. Now, um, the analysis of the literature included in the discussion of that survey um, presented quantitative data, to, as I said. And um, I'm not going to run through the, um, the actual findings, but it was really interesting. It does show that a lot of these language learning apps are becoming a lot more popular. Just to give you a brief taste before I leave, I think, um, let me see. One of the things that is said here is that, for example, increased interest in adaptive learning and the potential of mobile apps and platforms to deliver this personal and personalized form of language learning, adjusting the content to each user's performance, interests and skill sets has been noted as being something that um, is becoming more and more popular. Now, um, let me see. We're coming to the end of today's show and thank you very much if you've reached this far. Uh, I think, um, I think as you can see, as a way of learning languages, I think these self-learning apps definitely deserve to be taken seriously and can be recommended. Um, if you, uh, if you want to recommend them to your students, or indeed, if you as a teacher would like to learn another language. Now, hopefully you've been persuaded to do so because of today's show. I'm certainly, after doing the research for this show, I'm encouraged and um, interested in, in dabbling again, I think. If there's anyone out there um, who has uh, done this then let let me know um it's the end of the show now but let me on twitter um and please feel free to recommend as harry did earlier um another app which i can check out because i think this isn't the end for me of of investigating these language learning apps i have an interest as i said and i'd like to know more this was an excuse this show was an excuse for me to actually do that i know it takes time um, but we all should be learning more languages. I think if you build it into your day as a regular part of your day, it should be relatively pain-free. Um, I'm now thinking I will take the plunge and learn some Portuguese, which is something that I've always wanted to do and which would be beneficial for my work. Um, so I'm going to try one of these apps out. I'm not sure quite which one I should try with, but I'll maybe try out a couple and uh, perhaps I'll let you know in the future how that went. So, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you very much for listening and a very special thanks for you 
to for sticking it out to the end of the show those of you who did thank you uh for joining us live uh the people who did as well it's much appreciated it feels like i'm not on my own and this was a bit of an experiment for me first show that i've done without guests of course with a live show you're never sure if anyone's going to join in or not join you live or not in the studio so you need to be ready for all eventualities but i think it's been fun so i think it's definitely but i I think it's definitely less stressful if you have a guest or guests on the show, which will be my case, I hope, next week. Now, remember, there are Teachers Talk radio shows all week. And the next show, I believe, will be with Lucy Neuberger at 6 p.m. GMT. Join me next week at the same time for another morning break. Bye for now. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.